from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Hey, I'm Coach C. Collins. Welcome to About That Life Podcast. Coach MJ, GGT. And we are here to, and back to bring you a good show talking about AAU basketball life and everything in between. So, if you have been rocking with us from the beginning, we're here on episode 48. Uh, you've been a real one. We appreciate you. While you're here, go ahead and maybe hit that follow and that like and subscribe. Um, you know, we're going to do a deep dive into the recent current events of the NBA, the AAU landscape, the high school, the college, give you some tips. Hopefully it's helping. I know I've had um, quite a few people come up to me at AAU events, nice. basketball events and all that. And they're like, man, I love your show. I was in L.A. Uh, for the Adidas Gold Gauntlet and uh, had a few people like. Really? Yeah, man. That's they were they were like, man, they were like, dope. we like, hey, it was like, bro, because like, they heard me screaming on the court. They heard me coaching. Yeah. And he was like, um, he said, I know that voice. He was like, <laughs> I heard your voice. He's like, I know that voice. And he was like, bro, I just wanted to tell you, man, like, That's we dope. peep your journey. We That's love what dope. you're doing. So, you're almost to 50, man. Yeah, I know, man. 50, 50 episodes. And again, for those who, who are giving us support and, and telling me, Mark and Johan, that they appreciate what we do that that's really what we do it for you know what i mean um if if it's giving you some knowledge as a parent giving you kids knowledge um for the next and next generation some tips if, if we helping one person out there um I'm, I'm feeling like we're achieving our goal yeah. so with that being said let's uh get to it i have a guest coming to you guys um again sacramento hometown kid uh finished up in sacramento which is great um we're gonna do you know kind of a deep dive into who he is his basketball journey and uh hopefully it can give you guys some tips for the youth side it can definitely help you guys that are still currently in college the, even the most unique thing that I like having him on the show is he is a case study of the transfer portal actually working in his favor um we me uh me and Mark were talking about it uh before the show we hear a lot about you know and, and I get it to a degree. They have the cautionary side of the transfer portal. You know, there's 1,000 kids sitting there with nowhere to go, 1,500 kids sitting there with nowhere to go. Like, I get it. I'm not saying you should ignore that. But I do think we do need to acknowledge there is another side to it where yeah. it yeah. works and it's actually beneficial for certain athletes because we have one sitting right here in front of us. So without further ado, let me introduce Zach Chappelle. Appreciate you being here, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, Zach Legend already. It's been a long time coming. I've <laughs> been trying to get it going, but glad no, to be here. No, I appreciate you taking the time. So I'm going to uh, mention who you are briefly because I know sometimes guests feel weird about saying like <laughs> who they are and what they did. So you could, well, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that work we'll for you. you yeah. We'll help you out I with that. It. I appreciate it. So, and correct me if I'm wrong on anything because obviously I'm taking all this from the internet so <laughs> you tell me if uh you need to correct something <laughs> so um uh like i said hometown kid grew up in sac uh went to capital christian high school right uh did you complete all four years there or did, okay so you did all four years started there in eighth grade oh you started in eighth grade okay well again that's that's nice in itself because there's so many kids transferring high school so do you do for you to do all four years that's great um, uh, you graduated from there, uh, 
was say right here, yeah, 20 points a game, 4.3 assists, and 4.7 rebounds, shooting 55, 55% from the field and 47% from uh, the three-point line uh, your senior year. Wet ball. Yeah. Wet ball. <laughs> that, all that to say, uh, you, you did pretty good your senior year. <laughs> and then um, from there, you went straight to San Jose State, correct? Right. Uh, did a couple seasons there. Um, again, it says uh, – uh, t- uh, you were the team six man as a sophomore, averaged uh, six points a game, uh, one rebound, two assists, one steal with uh, almost 20 minutes per game, um, scored in double figures nine times. So uh, there you go. It seems like your sophomore year you grew and accomplished there. Then for the 2021 season, played in 13 games and then transferred from there and finished out at Sac State. Or did it? Or did you – Play the games, then have to wait and then transfer. How did that? How did that work? Uh, so I played two at San Jose and then transferred. Okay. And that COVID year, I played. Okay. I was on restricted minutes at Sac State. Okay, perfect. Okay, see that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm glad you're here to clarify. Some okay, games, yeah. Yeah, and then um, overall your senior year stats, and again I'm just pulling this from from uh what I what it shows, uh, 30 minutes a game, um, uh, three rebounds, uh. Two to three assists, one steal, um, and about 14, 15 points per game. So, not a bad stat line at all. That's a big, that's a big season right there. Yep. And you play, or you go ahead and tell the public what position do you play? Guard, point two. Point, point two. Okay, perfect. So, now that we got your resume out the way, let me, let, let's get right into it. So, um, I'm assuming during your youth and high school career, did you play AAU basketball? Right. All of it. All of it. Okay, perfect. Starting the CYBL. <laughs> well, that's what I'll say. Tell tell us your basketball journey, kind of you know, r- roughly from you know, like I'd say sixth grade, middle school up, like, and what was your main AAU program or programs? You you go ahead and tell the public uh, who you are. Yep. So uh, starting in sixth grade, man. Um, that's when I was. I don't even remember who I was playing with. Yeah, I was playing. I usually played up uh, my whole. Um, youth years with my brother I have two older brothers Yeah um, So played up with them Or with Ryan um, And then He's two years older um, We started in the CYBL man And then They had a little CYBL Slash AAU thing going on So we did that nice. um, And then After that Moved to Kind of the AAU side But um, Played with Yellow Jackets Played with the Predators mm-hmm. um, Went down and played um, With a team from LA um, Who was nice, <laughs> crazy. But uh, when we talking about the whole back, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The reclasses, oh yeah, all that. But uh, played with Team Superstar Under Armour team um, with my brother again. Whole lot of pros. That's dope. Um, and then after that, went and played with Team Arsenal. Yeah. Um, after that, went and played with uh, Portland Basketball Club and Nike team UABL. And then after that, um, I finished with. Um, the Las Vegas prospects. Okay. And then I guess my immediate question, since obviously, you know, you're traveled, you're seasoned, you played in a lot of good programs with a lot of good players. Do you, in your opinion, for someone who's done that, did you, did each experience teach you something or did you gain something from each experience? Like, or was there maybe a team you're like, eh, this is just, I'm just hooping. And you know, this other one, like, no, the, or a coach that gravitated to you, like, You know, give me the totality of that experience is basically what I'm saying. I'd say the team that 
probably shaped me the most. Obviously, all the teams um, were a big part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Met a whole bunch of guys. Still in contact with pretty much all the coaches that I've had, a bunch of the players. Nice. Um, but growing up, we played with a team called the Goon Squad. So my brother and I, um, and then our oldest brother was one of the coaches, my god brother, Steve. Um, he was the uh, head coach. And then JT, y'all know JT? Yeah, coach of course. Kennedy. Yeah. He was a coach. Um, it was like Dante Green's AAU team. I say that team probably shaped me the most um, just because – I mean, everybody's older. Christian Terrell was on that team. Yeah, um, we were loaded, but just the the whole experience and the whole brotherhood and the whole—I mean, you got it all with that team. So. Okay, all right, um, Marcus, do you have anything off the top of your head yet? Um, how how was it for you? Like you said, like you know, during your whole the AAU process of your development, like um, were you always playing the point? Um, I mean, you're telling me you have brothers. Like, how how did your did you train with your brothers every day? Like, what was your work ethic during that time, that young period? Like, is that where, is that kind of, you know, where everything kind of started, I don't know, making you fall in love with the game around that time? Yeah. So, first, back to the AAU stuff. I personally wish that I would have stayed with mm. a team, mm-hmm. um, AAU mm-hmm. team. Um, instead of, like, going to different ones. Okay. Yeah. That's Just, rare because a lot of people don't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll talk more about yeah, that later, we'll but yeah. But uh, yeah, back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. man. Um, definitely growing up with them being older, me being the youngest, mm-hmm. um, getting beat up all the time, mm-hmm. um, playing with older guys and stuff. I think that's like my hunger to want to play because my dad coached me and then my god brother, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they would just bench me. And so with me being young, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate this. Like, yeah, yeah, why yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to play basketball? I played yeah. soccer, too. I'm like, why am I going to play basketball? Yeah. Right, right, I don't right. play. Yeah. Like, but then at the same time, I would play with them and, I, you know, kind of hold my own. And then if I got in and then I would yeah. go play with my age or yeah. a year older, we kind of called it my age. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would, like, be one of the guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I kind of, you know, I saw that working. Yeah, but yeah. Um, growing up, it was tough, man. It was I didn't know if hoop was for me for real just because, I mean, uh-huh. I'm like, if I'm sitting on the bench, like, yeah, and your Something dad right. was, and your dad was the coach. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, it built me. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, thankful yeah. for that for sure. That's dope. That's dope. Did it help you dealing with that adversity? You think it helped mold you into like your approach to the game today? Yeah, and it was deeper than hoop for right. sure. Okay. Um, yeah, adversity is everywhere, man. Right. <laughs> Y'all know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so. 40. Trust me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. You know, you being a Sacramento kid, kind of seeing the landscape of basketball from every aspect, um, you know, trainers, coaches, AU programs, you know, they come and go. They're, there's ones that have sustained a long time, like the one you're, you know, here, YBA, obviously has been around a long time, things like that. But overall, now that you're kind of removed out of this, right, you're a college graduate, you're removed from AU, you're obviously, you know, transitioning and working towards the next part of your basketball journey what what do you see happening in in this basketball world right now is it good bad and different whatever but just what's your take on it so when I was uh growing up we didn't go to trainers like we would I'm scrambling to get a ride to the gym my brother and I um and then we would go to the gym and just if it was in the morning or whatever mm-hmm. we would go and just beat her all day yeah so we would run with whoever we would play. Um, 
we'll kind of shoot. We play one on one. We had like a little group of friends that would kind of kick it. Um, and then later in the day, the grown men would come. We would play with them. Um, but that was kind of like our training. We didn't really like my dad. He played. He played basketball and football in college at Davis. Um, and then my older brother, he played uh, D two ball in Hawaii. Okay, nice. Um, but we didn't like. They didn't know the whole get down with the mm-hmm. trainers. Like, mm-hmm. so we just going off of what they know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What they know is what we know. So mm-hmm. we just going in there getting shots and stuff. Um, and really playing one on one. But now. Um, we can see kids is really getting skilled with all these trainers. Um, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Right, right. Um, I think a lot of part of the game is kind of getting lost, a lot of the grit, right? Um, yeah. Especially with the way y'all grew up is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, you can my, definitely yeah. see a difference. My basketball culture was real different than exactly. y'all. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm older than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're losing a lot of that, but we are seeing the skill is Yeah, is, yeah is through there. the roof. Yeah. Well, like I said, you saw one of my sixth graders, you know, to just walk in. He's he's huge, and uh, uh, but the kid. Funny enough, even with that kid, Jordan, he's only played. He's a football kid. He's a quarterback in football. Oh, wow! So he's only been playing basketball now eight months, That's eight or crazy. nine months, and now that sixth grade team. But his, yeah, yeah. but to be fair, that kid is always here, like like always. Remember, like you know, like God rest his soul. Remember Anthony? Yeah, how yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like that but i would you know he's his mom his dad are super supportive he's here every fucking day that's scary yeah man and his dad his dad's six eight he he played a division two football so it's yeah his potential is crazy but like you said this because he has access to someone like me training coaching him and this facility and all the other coaches his growth is way faster you know what i mean and i kind of well, just on a side note, I kind of like getting football kids and turning them into basketball players because you know they're going to be tough. They're tough, yeah. <laughs> you know they're going to be tough. You know it's hard to make a True. a soft hooper tough. Like yeah, you can't yeah, – it's just yeah, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Like the, it's what a longer a, process. Yeah. They just don't got it. Right? Football yeah. football players, I could just yeah. – I know they coming to For me sure. tough. I just got to – I got to soften them up. Yeah, like, right. hey, you're you can't right. – you can't just run dudes over, yeah, man. Yeah, you got to yeah. calm down. Like yeah. I much prefer that. That's true. That's true. So then – um, reflecting on your basketball career thus far, right? Seeing you know, seeing the ups and downs and things like that. What what has overall been your motivation to just you know to keep going to things like that? Like what 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 gets you out of bed to say you know what I'm gonna go in the gym and put in the work every day? Uh, my faith is a big part of my life. Okay, um, that's really everything. Um, I'll and really like I don't have like a traditional. Like Christian faith, okay. um, it's it's so many layers yeah, yeah. to the Bible that we have to, you know, um, that I've been as of late kind of unfolding. But uh, so my faith for sure, and also my obviously my family. Mm-hmm. Family's a big part. Um, like for example, there's uh, I'm going to play in the Drew League on Sunday, hey. and nice. It's always That's huge. Been, it's always been like a dream of mine, yeah. right? Um, and. Don't end up on YouTube getting dunked on or something. <laughs> it might happen. Like, it might happen. <laughs> nah, but uh, it's always been a dream of mine. And I was uh, at dinner with my family yesterday. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I might not go. You know, I might not. And my fiance, um, she's like, but you've always dreamed of it. Like, why would you not want to? She was like, I think you need to step back and be like, what would like young Zach, you yeah, know, yeah, think yeah. of? And then. Kind of my my parents and my brothers like yeah y'all you can't pass this yeah up. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, you know thousand percent like agree that. with them exactly opportunity exactly all right well then um 
Well, let's talk about the transfer portal because that's obviously um, huge. You're you're a great case study of this because the reality is the transfer portal is still in its infancy. It's still a very young it's, it's true. process, right? So you being kind of one of the um, the first the the beta testers, if you want to call it that, like the first generation, and and it worked for you. So you know, walk 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 us through it. You know, um, obviously you, you say whatever, however detailed you want to be, because obviously I know you might not necessarily want to throw anybody under the bus or something. But all I'm saying is walk us through it. You're, you know, you're at San Jose, you're reflecting, you're thinking to yourself, COVID happens. You're like, it might be time for me to make this move. You make the move. Do you go to the coach first? Do you type something up? Like, just tell us how it works. Yeah. So, uh <clears throat> My first two years in San Jose, um, it was, I mean, I, I loved it. Like, I loved the school. I loved the people. Um, but Damn, what was <laughs> <laughs> what made it tough, though, is that it was our our head coaches at the time. It was his first head coaching job. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have, like, I mean, I think it was his third year in. Mm-hmm. My, my second year was his third year. So um, we didn't really have, like, a culture that we had set, like, when I first came in, it was eight, nine new guys. Okay. Right? So we're all trying to figure it out. And um, obviously, we won 11 games in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that doesn't make it any better, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Losing is losing is tough. Yes. Right? Everybody's wrong. Everybody think they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that played a part. But um, also, my, my whole, like, our, my whole class really – um, got together and we we're like, look, man, like we're at the point because college. I mean, college basketball at that level will really make or break you. Like, yeah, sure, I agree. Especially when you're young like that. Yeah. We yeah. didn't really have no like vets that was real because our vets were JUCO guys that were just mm-hmm. in it too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so we didn't have nobody to really tell us how to how to move or anything. So we're like, yo, if we gonna stay, we gonna just be on the hoop team. We gonna get our school and just be cool. Like we're not gonna try to play further. And then we uh, had another meeting. And we're like, man, we want to hoop, bro. Let's let's get out of here. Let's go to a more established program and let's, you know, try to turn this yeah. thing up. So um, after I just or after we decided that, um, talk with my family, talk with my mentors and stuff, um, and then went to the coach and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I appreciate you. Like, coach was really good to me outside of basketball. Like, basketball, he was good to me too, but outside of basketball, like, we had, I had some family stuff going on, and I didn't have my license at the time. Um, he drove me all the way from San Jose to SAC uh, and back. Like, he's a real good dude. Yeah. Um, so it was hard for me um, because I'm big on loyalty and, yeah, yeah. you know, trust and stuff. And so it was hard for me to be, like, kind of break into him. Like, hey, I'm leaving you. Like, yeah. you know. Um, so I did. It didn't go well. He was not happy, obviously, um, losing players. I wasn't the first. but um, And so I told him. Um, we had several conversations, um, kind of had some conversations outside of, you know, I probably ain't supposed to say this, but had some conversations outside of, cause I didn't want to, my la- my worst fear was entering the portal, not having nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm scrambling, talking to, you know, some different people I trust, not, they didn't talk to SAC. So SAC has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but just making sure that I have programs that, are like, no, we won them. Like, well, yeah. you know, so kind of went through the back end, was like, okay, cool, I have these couple schools lined up, so if I don't get anything I want, 
Yeah. I'll you, be you straight. You somewhere to go. Yes. Right. Um, and then talked to compliance. They put me in the portal. Um, after they put me in the portal, then it was just, it was on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so, crazy. So step me or um, help me just uh, so I, well, not necessarily for me, so the audience knows. Um, when you do put your name in the portal, is it like you go talk to an administrator and they do it for you? Or is it is that kind of how it works? You just go to a counselor and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. I just don't know, personally. I just Yeah, so it's compliance. So you, you go to compliance and you're like, hey, I want to I enter the transfer portal. They're like, okay, cool. Then they'll do everything, put your name in there. Um, so you can really do it without telling your coach. Like, yeah. people do that all the time. But you do it out of res- – but you respected your coach and that relationship, which yeah, is the right way to crazy. do it. That's absolutely – but yeah. I didn't know – yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, yeah, why I'm glad. Door, like, See, that's why I'm glad we're talking about this because I have no clue. What's crazy is all the coaches will get, like, an alert saying, hey, this person just entered the portal. Mm-hmm. So if I – if you my coach and I go backdoor you into the portal – you get an alert saying, you oh, yeah. find out anyway. So-and-so, yeah. you're like, it's my player. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure you know stories of guys who've done that or, you know, felt the need to do it, which I, I can only imagine. I, I, I ain't been in those shoes, so I, I don't judge. Um, I guess, obviously, you – I assume every coach recruits a kid and wants them to stay there all four years, but obviously, but but the landscape of college basketball has changed. You know, it's there is no more four year scholarships. No. There isn't. You know, it's year by year, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, and, it's tough. And that's something I found out too is that it's always been year to year. Mm. So and it's yeah, it's right. really you're semester right. to semester. So like <laughs> if a Coach is like, nah, we don't want him. They'll boot you at in Christmas. You'll come back <laughs> like if they really want to <laughs> yeah, and find right. somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right, and and it's tough because you, you just don't know, man. People yeah. are people. Like obviously, Cut there's throat. Yeah, there's, it is. There's, and it's their job, so yeah. you got to respect yeah, it. Like, yeah. Yeah. well, I I think you definitely um uh did it the right way. Um, and that and that was kind of part two of my question with um with loyalty and, and, you know, that, that seems to be a huge thing. And, and I deal with it in AAU basketball big time. Cause like you said, you played for a lot of multiple programs. So that still goes on. There's a lot of kids that play for a lot of programs and Mark knows with me, I'm very much, um, uh, I grow my kids, but you know, I'm really a grassroots guy. I get kids when nobody's looking at them, you know, nobody even knows their name. I really, put them through that journey and I, and then when they're really good, they've left, you know what I mean? And, um, some leave the correct way, right? Uh, like having a conversation, talk to their parents, whatever, whatnot. Um, at least hear me out to see if I can give them a counter. And if they say no, they leave. And then there's some like, they just go like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, help, help train them, help them grow for five, six years. And they're like, Oh, I'm really good now. Bye coach. Like, and that's it. And I don't even talk to them ever again. You know what I'm saying? So it's sad, but that's yeah. just a reality. So in the college landscape, um, amongst you and, and your peers are have, how, how have, what's the overall consensus dealing with this? Is it like when you talk to, when you talk to your friends and things like that, they're like, Oh man, this coach tripping. I'm out. Like I'm just leaving. Or, you know, maybe one of your friends is like, man, I really like coach, but this team sucks. And like, just different things like that. How, how, um, speak on that or, or your, or your thoughts on any of that type of stuff? Yeah, I think it can go both ways. I think, um, there are times when the player is just like, 
I'm going to just do me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. I'm too good. And there's other times where, like, the player will be really good and the team won't accept the player, so the player ain't got a choice but to leave. Um, and there's other times, obviously, where the coach is like, we don't, we don't need you no more, right? Um, and then there's the time where the player is like, I'm, I'm capable of more than what I'm, you know what I'm saying, given. So um, I think it can go however. Um, yeah. But when we're talking about loyalty, I think that at the end of the day, there can be a respect and there can be a loyalty with still moving on. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, yeah. um, especially with coaching, um, like when I so when I went to San Jose, um, I literally went there for a coach. I'm still in contact with him today. We're still pretty close. Um, we're not pretty close, but we're you know we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go to LA, I talk to him. Yeah. Um, he's at USC now, but um, when I went to San Jose, it was because of him. Like, I didn't know the head coach. I didn't know none of the assistants. I didn't know none of the players. Nothing. I knew this one assistant coach who had recruited me since I was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like young, young, like eighth grade. And he was recruiting left. my brother and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we're close. Trust him. I'm like, wherever you go, I'm with you. Right. Right. So he's at San Jose. Um, and so my first summer there, he ends up getting a job elsewhere damn. in our conference and he's gone. Damn. So I'm like, dang. Right. And there's some other crazy life stuff that's happening. So I'm just like, feeling alone i don't really know these guys on my team yet um and so um he was young too i'm young yeah Yeah. and that was my guy like uh, he's helping me with everything so now you feel like damn this dude just up and left me (laughs) like you know i get it i know what you mean so so, no guidance yeah or mentorship yeah and so from the outside looking in like especially with my parents they're like oh like he whatever but then i had to really like take a second and look at it from his perspective. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. from out there. He's, you know what I'm saying? He just wants to be close to his family. It's mm-hmm. probably, he's probably getting more money. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. at a better team. So, you know, it's like better said, for his it's career. his career. Yep. Exactly. So, um, once I looked at it like that, I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, it's yeah. no hard feeling. And we had a conversation too. No, no, well, it's good. That's good. Um, Marcus, do you have anything else? Or, uh, well, uh, before I move on from this topic. Well, like I said, this shit cutthroat. Like, yeah. <laughs> stuff, stuff that you can't control you know the, um, you have to feel like just listening to that like it, it, it definitely made you grow you know where you're like fuck it I gotta figure this shit out yeah so yeah. Yeah. and the the players like with I don't know if this is a question or not but no, no. we like with us having the power it kind of evens out the playing field like mm-hmm. coaches whenever they want they can leave and Mm-hmm. You know, players will be stranded, but yeah, like when true. players now we have the power to leave and kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, lead a coaches stranded, yeah. no. right? Yeah, I remember you talking about that when um Marcus, Marcus um, with you when you and Marcus talked on uh, his IG. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Marcus Kirkland. Shout man. out Marcus, man. <laughs> boy, Marcus, above <laughs> But no, I remember you guys talking about that, and uh, and I commented under that too. But I I agree with that. Like I I I do think um, because you're right, like. Uh, my 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 younger brother um he was at chico state and then they they fired that coach and then the new head coach came in and basically said yeah i'm not keeping any of you yeah and so he it all it overall ended up working out for him because he ended up going uh uh to uh, warner pacific in portland and you know had a great season met his wife you know living living life out there doing great but i remember when he 
when that happened, he was, you know, he was devastated. You know what I mean? He thought he was set at Chico State, then all of a sudden, gone. gone. So, no, I get it. What What do you guys think um, is going to be the evolution of this, though, with uh, with the transfer portal and, and the NIL um, money and deal? We'll, we'll talk, you know, more about the NIL side, but what – where do you think this is going? You think they're going to start, or do you think? And when I mean they, I'm talking about like the NCAA. You're gonna, you think they're going to start putting punishments restrictions. or restrictions on any of this, or bring back the old rule where you got to sit out a year? Yeah, you think that might happen, or is it just we just got to wait and see? I think something got to happen because these numbers are going up, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there has to be some type of restrictions, honestly. Like I said, there's a lot of benefits. There are some negatives. But, again, I feel like, like you said, it's still it's so early yeah. that they're kind of just still seeing how everything is going these next few years. Who knows? I mean, it, it, I mean, shit, it took them finally, you know, I don't know how many years where now we're getting the NIL. Getting, yeah, getting paid. You know, yeah. so this transfer portal thing, like I said, um, while it's happening for the – just like Zach and anybody else moving forward, um, you got to you know you got to play the game within the game. Yep. You know what I'm saying and figure it out before it is all gone. So you're yeah. right. Uh, this you, is, yeah, uh, this is what I think. I think that in any other career, you take um, whatever you go to school for, right? Or if you don't want to go to school, like you have the power to do whatever you want, whether that's true. work now, work later, yeah, go to school, change schools, all that stuff. So I just don't understand why when we talk about athletics that that has to be regulated or that has to be changed or mm-hmm. it has to be different. Like at the end of the day, this is whatever player's career. And so yeah. they ha- they should have the power to either make good decisions for their career or destruct their career just like any other student Yep. if, yeah. if we still call them students. And so I think with that, like I think NIL is great. Um, obviously – at some point, they'll put some regulations just because that's just, you know, yeah. how yeah, it's going to It's, the, quote unquote, it's, it's all new, so I'm like, hey, right. benef- you know, benefit it while you can. So, you know what I mean? Um, I was watching, so someone I um, follow on Instagram, and I actually wanted, to, I'm going to speak on that a little later too, but I like uh, what he's doing is um, Coach Barnes at uh, Bakersfield, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Um, yep. I like that yep. brother. Really, yep. really good dude. Um, obviously, good he, he did, did my IG show yep. and all that stuff. And um, it's just really cool to have a, a Division One coach talk so candidly mm-hmm. on social media. Because, re- you know, it's understood coaches are on, on Twitter, right? A lot of them, they're, you know, they have an Instagram, but they're not really active like that on them. But he's like an active participant, you know what I mean? And he's literally just putting it out there. So I, I there was one he did recently um, that I really enjoyed that I wanted you to speak on uh, because you're it because I just had Kai uh, the episode before you. Shout out Kai. Yeah, man. shout out Kai. And um, and it's really cool watching both you guys, you know, graduate and, and have your careers and stuff. So, um, but – I re- he, he he was talking about how hard it is to be a good basketball player, period. He's like, it's just hard to be good at basketball. Like, you have to accept that. Like, parents, kids, and, and yes, and height plays a factor. If you're short, that works against you. You just have to accept these things, right, and and, and move forward. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm a firm believer in that myself. Like, uh, you know, I talk about it. I, Mark, I think you've heard me say this in previous episodes. I'm a black business owner in a predominantly white area. 
That's reality. Like I can't sit here and act like that's not real. I'm sure I can complain and say, well, they're just, this person could be racist or this person like, yeah, I can complain, but that, what, what does that do to help me? You know what I mean? I don't, that's just me complaining. Right. At the end of the day, I gotta, you know, say, fuck it. And yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, he was speaking on how hard it is. I just want you to speak on your career, you know, your co- your collegiate career, your high school career, you know, because I think that's the cool part when you graduate college. You get to kind of really sit back and reflect and go, damn, I did that. You know what I mean? And it's like a, I, I really want kids, parents, even other coaches, organizations, whomever listens to the show or, or watching it on the YouTube um, tell them how hard it is. You know what I mean? Just tell them your journey and how much work you had to put in. Yeah, it's extremely tough. I mean, especially if you want to play at the highest levels. Um, and and people don't really understand. Like, people see the glitz and glamour. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But people don't understand, like, the hours. Like, when you talk, it's beyond a nine to five. Like, yeah. this mm-hmm. is when you wake up at 6 a.m., like, it's what you're thinking about all day. This is everything you're doing is to prepare your body to perform the best. You're in the gym. You're in the weight room, like, taking care of your body. Like, so it's, it's literally a 24-7, like, thing um me and kai said um not to cut you off sorry but i'm just saying me and kai literally said his episode like to to be athletes like like us and you know like i said i'm an old man now but i'm just saying like you know to play at this the collegiate level professionally whatnot you you gotta have a screw loose kevin kevin garnett to me said it best he said something's got to be wrong with you trust me like we're not we're not hardwired normal. Why other people want to go home and sleep? We're like, no, I want to go give some more shots up. Why? Yeah. Why people are like, you know, damn, I'm tired. I've been doing this for four hours. We're like, no, I can do another five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something's there's a madness to us, right? So I just thought that was a really cool point. I think that's something we all can agree on or understand. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still involved in basketball. I don't even play it no more. <laughs> so it's like clearly there's an obsession there. So. You know, yeah, please keep going. Um, Speak on, you know, your work and everything you, you, you had to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously growing up, everybody thinks they're the best player. Um, and I think that a lot of times when you're hearing that you're the best player, reality doesn't really sit in with you. And so for me, like, that's all I'm hearing. You're this, you're that, you're this. And so, um, you know, at some point, like, no matter how much I try to Say, oh, no, it's not. But, it, like, it's going to get to me, yeah. right? And so going to college and um, playing against some of the best players, like, in the world, right? These people from all over who, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was kind of eye-opening to me. And at the same time, I'm still hearing what everybody else is saying. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. So I'm thinking that. But I think I didn't begin to start having success until I sat back and was like, okay, well, maybe I'm really not that good, like, Maybe I need to really sit down and really get better and really like yeah. lock in if this is what I want to do because I'm clearly not getting it done, right? Mm-hmm. And they can say, oh, you should be doing this. Oh, you're better than so-and-so. But at the end of the day, if I'm not producing, then I'm really not, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just taking that perspective um, and like it's people from all over the world who want – like James Akinjo, um, he works out at mm-hmm. Gus and stuff with us. Mm-hmm. And – I had a conversation with him a couple summers ago and he's like, like, just think about it. Like if, if we're, he's like, this is why I can't really have no friends like in the, in this hoop business. And he said, because 
we all want the same thing. So yeah. if I want what you want, what he wants. At some point, we're going to compete. How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we be really cool if we all want the same mm-hmm. thing? Like, it's so many That's people deep. out there that That's want what deep. you want or want what you got. So Funny thing you mentioned him, just on a sidebar. Me and his dad uh, played high school. Oh, which, wow. uh, James yeah. Kendra Sr. And, uh, and we got into a fight in middle school. Dog. Of course. <laughs> we got into a fight in middle school. So that was just a funny little side note. Seventh grade. Yeah, me and his, dad, me and his dad squared up. So that was, that was funny. That's, crazy. Uh, that crazy. that's how old I am. <laughs> like James Kendra Sr. Yeah, that's hilarious. Wow. No, no, man. I think, I think you bring up valid points because, you know, you guys – you guys are walking the same journey, right? And you're trying to uh, get to the same destination. Do you have any, um, uh, for any kids that are listening, or do you just have any straightforward tips or advice to to those guys or girls, I should say? Yeah, I mean, accept the journey. Um, accept the good, accept the bad. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. The same stuff you hear all the time. But, like, if you really, like, accept what's going on, you really take the time to sit back and think about, you know what I'm saying? Like, where you want to be, but where you're at, be realistic. Like, all that goes into play. Being real is, like, that's the toughest thing for anybody, yeah. not just hoopers. But if you can be real, if you could think about, like, yourself, see yourself from different perspectives, I think that'll that's what helped me. Okay. And then uh, any tips for parents? <laughs> parents, be involved, but stay out the way. <laughs> 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 I think that's a good advice right there. That's, uh, uh, I can't say that enough, but, you know, I'm just the AAU coach. They just think, like, you know, I'm just being a, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, I no. Think, I think on parents, like, my parents, growing up, they were super involved. They were on me, da 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 But I think as I got older, um, I really had to sit down with them and be like, look, like, I know y'all love me, right? I know... <laughs> You guys want the best for me, but, like, honestly, you guys haven't gone through what I've gone through, so you don't know, right? And so they were, I mean, every game they yelling, da, 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 shoot, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. But I re- once we had that talk, they kind of were like, no, yeah. it makes sense. Like, yeah. okay. So they kind of sat back and obviously still cheer, obviously still my number one fans and all that, but it was from a different lens. It's like not a, I'm right because I'm your parent. It's a let's figure this out together and let's, you know, you, you can teach me cause I'm in it. So when I was can, it, when, when that happened, what, what age were you, where were you at your, your basketball career when, when you had that talk and how did that change your performance? If I it s- did. I say between my sophomore junior year of high school, of high school. And do you feel like did anything change how you performed or was it still the same? Like was having that pressure not there anymore? Do you feel like that helped you or? I mean, it's a ju- it was an adjustment for sure. Okay. Um, just because like growing up, all the kid, everybody wanted to please their parents. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So kind of having them step back and be yeah. like, okay, you got it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know who to. You know, um, it was an adjustment. But once I figured it out, yeah, then it it helped me. Okay. Kind of shoot. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool so. you said that because um, again, I the big premise of the show is I want parents to hear this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they understand like because because he knows as well as I do and he's mainly on the training side, but mm-hmm. you know, parent and I try to always look at things from both sides. I get it to a degree. Yes. You're spending money parents, but that's, that's not how sports work. Like they feel like, Oh, I spend this money instant. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like I should get this product because I paid for it right now. It's like that's that's why I call it investing, right? You're investing. You're not what I I use the analogy, at least with my parents, when we have these conversations, because I have them so frequently, I've come up with different analogies. But the best one I can give is watching your kid progress in basketball from literally like let's say third grade until they graduate high school is like watching a stock every single day. Mm. If you watch a stock, I don't care what stock it is you buy in. You could buy stock in Disney. You could buy stock in whatever. If you watch it every day, this is like stock marketing one-on-one in case people don't understand. It goes like this. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Some days it's, ooh, man, I'm making a bunch of, oh my God, I'm about to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm about to uh, uh, lose all my money. Like, Life. but- but if you sit back, because this has been proven by Warren Buffett and all these stock market people, people listening on YouTube or brokers will know what the hell I'm talking about. But the S&P 500, which is like the main stock that most people use, Warren Buffett and a bunch of millionaires, rich people use. No, the overall, if you look at it within a 10 or 20 year span, it always goes up mm. on the day to day. It goes like this, mm. but years and years and years down the line, it's always doing this. And I tell my parents, that is a basketball player. Yeah. If they're putting in the work, if they have the right coaching, the right training, it's always going to steady go up. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see it 10 years from now. If you look at it every single day, though, it goes all over the fucking place. For and sure. you're going to go insane. You know what I mean? So that's, I love that analogy. That's, that's what I try to tell parents. Like, you can't look at this stock every day. Yeah. Bring your kid in the session, go sit in the fucking car and keep doing that for about five years. (laughs) And then we'll see where, when, then we'll see, you know, if you have an issue or if there needs to be an adjustment. Right. And even with that, like, I feel like a lot of parents obviously live, try to live through their kids. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation. But I think at the same time, like when we talking about being realistic, if we're looking at numbers, like majority of the kids aren't going to play college oh absolutely yeah. not yeah i know so if we're realistic then let's just as a parent obviously yeah, it's true be for your kids dreams and all that but like be realistic in knowing that well by the numbers little so-and-so might not yeah do a, you it's know a what very so small chance what life lessons and what exactly can that can this journey really teach us and you know? and and there's nothing wrong with being a, just a great varsity player you know what yeah, i mean like facts. you could have a great high school career and that's it and that's okay i tell parents that is okay too yeah because the things they'll learn through the journey of hoop and and the high school is life lessons it's so much man. you know what i mean basketball yeah. is life steve kerr is shit he's better with words than me but steve kerr always comes up with those analogies yeah, of you know what i mean like basketball's yeah. life and, and you all know, that. he got that from phil jackson yeah popovich yeah. you know what i'm saying so it, he has the knowledge it's, it's true man it's all life okay well let's let's get straight into hot takes now from the YBA. there we go there we go that button <laughs> so uh let's talk about nil this is just a personal reflection of something I was thinking about um, the other day, and and you guys give me your input on this. Um, looking at someone like Angel Reese, um, she's about she's a millionaire now, basically. Um, she's That's you know true. yeah. Shout yeah, out Angel yeah, Reese. Shout man. out to her big time. Yeah, you're right. Definitely shout out to her. Killing the game. That's yeah. tight. Roger, man. She out there doing her thing, man. And it's like um um what I was thinking though of 
uh, now that you potentially have collegiate athletes that can be anywhere from thousandaires to millionaires, right? I I think that can be very dangerous in terms of their actual physical safety because I think that's that's something that I don't know if campuses are making measures for and I don't even know if the if the athletes are mature enough to think about this. For instance, this is where I give you an example. So right, so I went to college in um Illinois, right? Um it's safe to say y'all know Chicago's a dangerous place, correct? Right. So Chicago, you know, is pretty rough. Um even a place like USC. USC is a great campus, beautiful campus. Um, you know, go Trojans. My mom graduated from there. But if you go three or four blocks yeah. off that campus, <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying? So let's say you you are one of those brothers off campus and you know Angel Reese is three blocks away from you. You know that, right? Because she's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like Angel Reese or any any uh, uh, entrepreneur player out there making millions because they always, you know, they broadcast this information. Yeah. Buying new cars, looking at the social media. Remember how people were getting robbed from social media yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. My thing is, if Kim Kardashian could get got in Paris, who the hell's going to protect these kids on campus? Yeah. That's kind of a nuanced thing I've, I was thinking about because, again, this is just the way my brain works, but I I I'm, I'm want these kids to make money, but I also want them to be safe. Yeah. And that's something I think is um, is dangerous. So my, I guess my question to you guys is on, on top of just reflecting this, because, again, like, you know, you got the Pookies and Ray Rays sitting across down the street from USC, and they're like, hey, yo, bro, like, Angel Reese made, like, three million. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, <laughs> let's go to the campus with some backpacks on and just <laughs> find where Because, you know, th- yeah. it ain't hard to find a, well, the superstar true. athletes. Go, hey, where, where is she at? Like, where? What door are you know where the party at? What door she said, and, and and you next thing you know, you hear about her getting robbed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, God forbid that happens. I hope nothing like that ever happens. But that's just one thing I foresee that could be dangerous at a college campus. Because again, I know there's security there, but they ain't really yeah. security there like that. You know what I mean? Like I look at Sac State. Sac State's a big campus. Like you you can walk in the middle of the night and just be alone. You know what I mean? In certain spots. You gotta you gotta have things to protect these young, rich people. Mm-hmm. So, my question, I guess, overall, is it the school's responsibility, or should it be the athlete's responsibility, mm-hmm. or should it be the basketball program, or the tennis program, or whoever is getting the deal? Is it their responsibility? What what, what do you guys think? I know it's a deep question, but I, I feel <laughs> like if you making that much money. Like, I already know Bronny going to have, like, two bodyguards wherever he go. Yes. So Absolutely. I feel like that's what you got to do, especially if you make millions. You, yeah, you're not like the average kid who can just walk around and go to the cafeteria and eat with everybody. Yeah. Especially, like, what you said, you know, just in the world that we live in. Um, There's some desperate people out there. They yeah, don't yeah. care. You it's know crazy. what I mean? They yeah. don't care. So I would say that's probably what they would do. And I'm assuming Angel Reese, when she go back to LSU, she better have some bodyguards with her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm assuming. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's my take on it. Like, buy, buy a bodyguard or two. Yeah. You got the money for it. Right. You know? True. <laughs> what, what do you think, Zach? Yeah, I think that. And I also think that just like any like person who really has all that money, they don't. 
really go where everybody else goes. Mm-hmm. So obviously you got to go to class and stuff, but. Yeah. So you're saying they should move different too. So it should be like a combination of both security 100%. and that, that person should move different, right? Yeah. You should know that yeah. I shouldn't go out yeah. late at night. Yeah, and yeah, 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 Especially yeah. if I'm at USC where, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. By myself, like yeah. it's, it's just certain things that you don't. And it's certain things that like people shouldn't do regardless if you have money or not, right. because you right. get robbed. Like, you're right. Yeah. It's just, it's just when you, that that was just the nuanced thing I was thinking because you know usually when you make your money you're already out of college right or yeah. you you know you make it to the league and now you make so you around you you away from all that but yeah. now you got people like Angel and and probably other women athletes for sure mm-hmm. who are gonna postpone <laughs> leaving school so they can make yeah, as much money as they can exactly and so and and that is kind of different between i would say women's and men's sport and basketball now yeah and let's be real i know you know controversial take right here but men generally speaking are stronger than women and yes there's dudes out there that will go and try to hurt mm-hmm. these people yeah. like you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know i that's just something um i was thinking about and wanted to put out there on the show yeah. my my second thing is um there is a <sighs> This one hits hard for me because there's a cultural thing. I think it's a combination of culture. I think it's a combination of culture, music, being being black men, just all of it. Um, the, and with the, the the young the social media, the younger athletes, it's it's guns and violence in athletes, like there's just been so much that's happened within these fat past few months of watching it. And obviously um, you're one of your players was obviously closely related or mm-hmm. closely reflect on one. I'm going I'm to bring that one up along with it too, but you have, um, well, have you guys heard, or did you guys hear about the Mikey Williams situation? Mm-hmm. Did you hear anything about that? Zach? Maybe um, he, he's, you know, Mikey Williams is, you know, a superstar and high school superstar. Um, he, he's facing gun charges. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, allegedly, he um you know pulled a gun out and and you know I don't know I don't know if he shot it but or allegedly he did and um he's facing like I think four to eight years in prison um, deleted his social media accounts his scholarship was pulled um he it's just one bad decision right and you know let's let's just keep it a buck we know we know. You know, I don't know this kid personally, but I know young brothers like him. I know, you know, when you're at that level, you sometimes feel invincible. And and that like we're talking about, you know, we'll get into Ja Moran because that's a more extreme case. You know, there's this weird need as brothers and athletes to prove their alphaness or prove they're like, you know, I'm, I'm from the streets. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? And I don't get it. I don't know where it comes from. I know with um the kid from uh, New Mexico, um, uh, Mike, uh, peak, 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 Mike peak. Um, he was acquitted. Thank goodness. Um, I don't know if you even heard about that. Uh, uh, his player went to New Mexico, but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, he, you know, this kid, Mike, uh, it was, it was self-defense, but he basically got set up and, you know, he was about to get jumped and he shot and, you know, you know, yeah. He, um, you know had to delete somebody basically for self-defense so but it's just so strange our athletes are getting involved in all this dumb shit just being honest with you and i and i just wonder where it comes from you know what i mean you you guys have any 
Social Thoughts, media, reflections social on Social media, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I think music has a big play uh, in that. Um, but I also think that, like, at the end of the day, kids, young men are young men. And so they gonna, some of them going to make stupid decisions, right? And they just happen to be basketball players. They just happen to be in a spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I think, obviously, when they are, they do have that spotlight. Everything's magnified. But people make dumb decisions like this. As sad as it is the reality is people make dumb decisions like every this day. every day i guess i guess just a, i don't and again i know i'm from a different generation right i graduated high school 2001 right so you know and i grew up in oakland there was there was there was guns and shit around my neighborhood i'm not gonna act like there wasn't there was, but it but athletes didn't Grab them, you know what I mean. And you the, had homies the, around, you You know what I'm saying. And I the don't, people in the hood was like, "Nah, stay away." Yeah, so I don't. When I'm hearing about Mikey Williams allegedly has a firearm, how the fuck did he get the firearm? You know what I mean. That's the question in my head more than anything. I know guns are everywhere, but usually yeah. it's like someone's. I'm like, nah, bro, what you doing? No, yeah. you don't. You don't do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, but or even what compelled him to the point where he felt like. I had to do this because again, yeah. I th- I think it happened like at a party or something like mm-hmm. that, and like dumb decisions. I agree with you on, but it's just this this need to either want to, it's this need or compulsion to commit violence yeah. is what I question. It's not like they out here doing dumb pranks or something. Yeah. Like no, they you know are doing some dumbass TikTok trend. It's the violence is what I don't understand, and I guess um I don't know. It just so, it bothers I, me. I feel like. You know, like what Zach was saying, I think for sure, number one, I would say you put in the social media and the music, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then for me, um, the, 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 the inner circle, the yeah. family and the friends, even the blood, you know what I'm saying? To where I feel like, you know, I was just watching this thing on Scoot Henderson and his parents and his circle it was just really just family, blood family, where they have a gym. They own this gym, and, you know, they they develop kids around the area. Like, he grew up in that. And, of course, his dream was to get to the NBA, but it's his approach. Mm. Like, he has structure. He has family. His circle, everybody's, you know, I guess in a way, it's like they're all about him doing it the right way. Yeah. And then you got some other players who are in, who are at that basketball level, like Scoot Henderson, in, in in a way. But their inner circle, their friends and family, are just all about. Well, I guess you can, in a way, like they don't have the right approach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're basing it off, they're just riding off the talent, but not understanding that somebody so young, so fragile mentally needs the right guidance even if you know there's they have this talent you know what i'm saying i feel like it can go like you know brawny has been raised since day one how to approach this the right way yeah compared to like john morant whose dad who or his family and again i'm not judging but like lebron has been through this you know what i'm saying so to have maybe an nba father stephen curry yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like absolutely. you have look at their background look at their inner circle look at their family i feel like that will probably tell you a lot of answers mm-hmm. of why some of these kids you know the mikeys the jaws you know what i'm saying yeah they're talented but who's around them yeah. you know and i feel like that's the biggest thing you know what I'm saying? Because like you, like he said, like the world is the world. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of fucked up shit. You know, so you got to have a good circle around you to get through this crazy world. So that's my take on that. Do you think there's a just in our culture? You know, and obviously I'm speaking more black culture. Is there this weird 
conception of, you know, if you grew up, good home, good environment, you know, you got to prove yourself. I know, I, I know it's out there. I guess I just, my lens is so different. I just don't, you know, I don't see that as much, but I like, like prove yourself as like, well. like trying to prove you're a tough guy or prove, uh, you know, you, you from the streets, like, like for instance, I give you like a hip hop example. Um, you know, Chris Brown, right. He, he talks about like, you know, he's affiliated with the bloods and they let him kind of slide with that because how famous he is or Lil Wayne, you know what I mean? Lil Wayne has a bachelor's degree and I think it was working on a master's, but he was talking about, he's a pyro and all this stuff. Like, you know, it's, and, and, and in that hip hop image, it's understood that they're kind of basically acting to a degree, but I'm, I, again, like I, I I'm thinking, I feel basketball players in that are starting to kind of absorb that, that stupidity to a degree, you know what I mean? Where the, where they're trying to reflect like, Oh, we, we, we bout that life too. You know what I mean? Which is crazy though is because if you really look at the NBA guys who were actually about that life, um, uh, DeMar DeRozan is notoriously known for being affiliated with the Crips. Um, Zach Randolph, who was a GD, uh, 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 Derek Rose, you know, in Chicago, they're some of the most like, chillest guys like low key. you know what i mean super low key because they're like bro we want to, we want to get out of the trenches like we ain't we ain't doing nothing to fuck that up but then again you then you circle back to what mikey williams john ja, ja moran who grew up very famous um well not so much job ja, but for sure mikey and then uh grew up in good homes good environments but now they're walking around with guns and trying to fighting all this stuff so i i don't know man it's um i can't put my finger if it's a cultural thing if it's a, a hip-hop thing if it's because they think the girls will like it like I, I don't know man it's it's just weird um my my heart goes out to those guys and i hope uh i hope figure it out yeah yeah and and any of these young guys um uh you know because like you could you could circle back with like gilbert arenas when he did his <laughs> bringing a gun to the NBA locker room and was basically having a Mexican standoff. Like, obviously that wasn't very smart either, but yeah. it's just, it's just weird. But it's just weird seeing our brothers make these kind of decisions. It's sad, yeah. you know, more than anything. So um, that was my only thing on that. Did you guys have any more input on that? Well, I guess the best thing is just to, you know, have these conversations and try to help. The ones coming up, man. Yeah. That's all we can do. Learn from what everybody else is kind of going through and and use that. Um, So on the flip side of it, I did want to talk about this point. Um, The person we're talking about is a football player, but I don't know if you guys saw that in recent news um, or heard the story of uh, Travis Rudolph. Rudolph. Um, He he was fighting a two-year case of, uh, you know, potentially um, spending, I believe, 15 years to life in prison. So I'll give you guys the quick rundown if you didn't hear the story or if you're watching or listening. I'll give you guys a quick rundown. Um, he was an ex-NFL player, um, was playing pro in Canada, was dating a woman. Uh, the woman uh, basically lied, to, like he wanted to end things. She basically lied to her brothers um, and his friends and told them that he was beating her so naturally, those brother, those her brother and those friends, 
came over to the house. Luckily, all this was recorded on the ring door camera. That's why I suggest to a lot of you uh, young brothers or athletes or men in general, get cameras, get cameras around your home. It could save your life. Right. So basically um, she they, they found all this out because she they they did it in a group text and they took the, the perpetrator's phone. Fast forward. The, these four guys, four to five guys come to Travis's house to confront him. Um, they they brought guns. Right. One, uh, she literally in the, in the text said, basically shoot the, you know, shoot his shit up. Sheesh. She told them to basically kill him because he didn't want to be with her anymore. Crazy. Right. And so they came over because they're under the guise of, you know, he, and, and it came out that she actually was hitting him. He didn't touch her. Wow. He was, she was hitting him, Same. but because he didn't want to be with her because yeah. he was working on going back to the NFL and whatnot. She got mad. And so just out of her anger, she did all this. And so basically what happened, a scuffle broke out, ran into the house, grabbed his AR uh, AR rifle and killed um, one of the guys. Yeah. He, he In self-defense, he killed one of them and shot at the other three. They got in the car, dispersed, ran. Um, and then they, they were trying, they took him to court because she and they conspired to say that he was trying to murder them mm. yeah it's crazy and he was acquitted he was acquitted he he got off they found the jury found him not guilty and the shitty part is though of all this nothing's gonna happen to her she orchestrated all this and nothing's gonna happen to her so i'm gonna play just a quick two-minute video and i just want your guys's reaction to this because i just think it's relevant because you just being real young athletes your age or younger you guys are targets you just are especially by the opposite sex and by a lot of just haters and people in general so i think i do want to talk about this side of of the sports world and you know just how fucked up it is but i'll play this um video for you guys real quick this is yeah mad Tears, prayers, emote, and hugs today in the Palm Beach County Courthouse. Your life is in 12 jurors' hands. That, that's a scary feeling. So definitely was nervous. And, um, you know, we definitely pray a lot. We, we have unwavering faith. So Travis Rudolph cleared on the first-degree murder and three first-degree attempted murder charges against him. Yeah. The case stems back to a deadly shooting in April 2021 after an argument with Rudolph's alleged girlfriend. Rudolph's older sister, Tyranny Coleman, says the key evidence in this case was her family's testimony. Also, applauding the defense attorneys. I think that Mark did a really, really good job exposing the truth and allowing the jury and the world to see what really happened. Rudolph says more than anything, he looks forward to his life getting back to normal. And I finally got my freedom back. I can get back to my life. Man. Thank you, God. Thank you for just making this day happen. And I love you. We wanted to reach out to both sides and heard back from the state attorney's office, their spokesperson, saying this, and I quote, although we may disagree with the jury's verdict, it's their job to determine from the facts whether a defendant is guilty or not guilty. We respect the jury's decision. Our thoughts are with the victims and their families in this case. Reporting from the Palm Beach County Courthouse, Chris Gilmore, WPTV. So obviously that's a quick, quick rundown, but yeah. She, it got it found that and, close to yeah, it's crazy two years fighting to 
not go to prison. And all due to um, a, a ex-girlfriend being mad at him and lying. Like, Man. any thoughts on that crazy-ass story? <laughs> what you got, Zach? What you think? I just think it's crazy. Um, I mean... I just think the world is so broken, man. The world is so hurting and, and seeking so much, right? That, uh, yeah. I mean, for me being, like, into my face like crazy, I just think that it's just it's just so much that people want and it's so much that people desire that they are not going to find, man. And so mm-hmm. it's sad to see stuff like this. It's sad to hear um, stuff. It's sad that this happened to... Um, this gentleman, but it's also sad that, you know, this girl would even mm-hmm. feel like yeah. that's the right way to go about it, you know? So my Shows thoughts it. and my Show. prayers is yeah. out for um, Autumn, man. It's just crazy. Man, what, any uh, any words on your end, Mark? I mean, like I said, I mean, it, also, it still goes back to like what I said, especially when it comes to dating or who you have in your circle, yeah. right, who you – associate with i mean in a way i guess who you really love you know and understanding that but that's like i said that's scary yeah. he, he don't even got control over that yeah. you know like he was put in that position because she decided because out of emotion to put him through that so luckily everything worked out you know um but yeah again that, I mean, that's scary i agree i just i my i agree with both you guys i just I think that woman should be put in jail. This is my overall take. Like, it, it, and you, you know, for people who want to check out more details on the case, please, I suggest you go check it out. When it caught my interest, I was That's like, crazy. "Wow!" So I saw the details. Like, nothing's happening to her. Like, you, it, it literally got found out in court that she basically put out a hit on this man, and she could just walk home free. Like, I, nah, it's um, just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I, and I don't care what the gender is. I don't it, it, shit. They could have been a gay couple. I don't care. Like you can't orchestrate ending someone's life yeah. and then just go home. Yeah. Ending <laughs> him more than like ending his career and yeah. ending his yeah. literal life. <laughs> like, like karma. Like karma. so, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, may, maybe he'll countersue. Maybe something like that, but. Again, I just I, these are the type of topics athletes have to deal with, and I think if we don't have a, any type of platform where we're talking about it, um, it, it, it's a disservice to help the next person or the next athlete. Right? That's why again, that that's why like I try to make it clear even on this show, and 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 I know me and Mark say it all the time that this ain't this ain't judging, but it does need to be talked about when when things like this are public. You, you, you can learn from it. So hopefully someone else doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I'm sorry. Sometimes if you, if you're put like, like the jaw circumstance, when you do that twice and put it out there for the public to see, well then yes, you, you, you open yourself up to that judgment. Right. Um, I know when I say the things I say on this show on the internet, there's going to be people that might disagree and they're going to say their shit in the comment. I think they deserve that. Right. But I can't, then be upset from me putting my opinion out there and then acting like, well, well, no, you can't counter it. You can't mm-hmm. say anything back to it. If I put it out there, I expect that That's in return. Good. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, man. Um, just young guys, be smarter. Be smarter who you date. Be smarter mm-hmm. 
who's around you, yep. you know, yeah. I, you can't truly know everybody's heart. You can't know everybody's intentions, but just mitigate it and, and, and do the best you can. Uh, and, and, you know, I pray that none of my kids or anybody are ever in that type of crazy situation. So we'll move it on from that. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, some current events with AAU. My, um, just on my reflection on my side, my, the, my Adidas contract's going good. So far, uh, my 17U, and shout out to Ryan from Touch Shooting, man. Um, been great working with you, brother. Um, we've had a lot of good conversations. Uh, the freshman team and the 17U team both made it to uh, the 3SB wow. side, and we are going to go to South Carolina. So yeah, I'm going to give ourselves an applause for that. Right. <laughs> so, that's big time. Yeah, man. We're um, we're doing our thing. We're hoping to go out there and hopefully get a couple wins, if not take the title. And I'm trying to bring something to Sacramento. I was talking to Dwayne Childs about it. Um, shout out to you, Dwayne. I My ultimate goal, and Zach, this is where I think you can chime in too, is I want to I want to bring truly a a top level shoe circuit team to Sacramento. Right. We don't we don't have one. I in my time here in the AU circuit, I, our side, I, I haven't seen one. Maybe there has been one. I just haven't seen it. And I mean, like when I mean true shoe circuit, I mean, like the Nike YBLs, the team Lillards, the Jalen Green, where like Adidas is giving you money and you go get the best kid you can. You get free gear. I mean, something like that in Sacramento, because when I see a kid like an Andre Stiakovich, for example, go play for the Compton Magic. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at the Compton Magic. I'm not mad at the moves they made um, because ultimately it worked out for him. But it is discouraging or disheartening that we don't have anything in Sacramento for a kid like Andre. You know what I'm saying? So Because yeah. I, I, I used to take pride in my city going against other cities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is – Sacramento so divided Sac and uh, yeah. Rockland, Sacramento, El Grove, the whole area. I just think it's so divided. It, me and Dwayne were talking about everyone coming together. So, you know, I'm just imagine if you really pulled the best 10, 11, 12 juniors and seniors, put them on one team and go out there and kill everybody. You know, yeah. that's what I want to bring to Sac. So just, uh, yeah, just be great. curious what you guys think about something like that. I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead no. Oh, well, I was gonna say. I remember uh, that I didn't, which I didn't know that kid Jared McCain. I yeah. didn't know he was from Sacramento. Yeah. And for him to leave Sacramento, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that right there, I feel, is you know, your point. You know, what I'm saying he went to go to L.A. to get more exposure. Yeah. And he's homegrown from here. So yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. But what were you gonna say, Zach? I think. Uh, well, first, PHPS. Um, they kind of had that going yeah. for a while. They had all the best guys and stuff. Um, but the thing with, like, Sacramento is everybody thinks that they better than mm. Sacramento. And so mm. I think, um, like, with PHPS, I ran with PHPS for a little bit. They had Jordan Brown. Jordan mm. Brown, ran, Brown ran with them for his whole career. Mm -hmm. um, and he was McDonald's All-American. He was top 100, all that. That was, yeah, that's another kid we brought up when Andre was here, like a Jordan Brown, you know, to be able to sustain those kids. I mean, like Coleman Hawkins, he yeah, was yeah, at yeah. Antelope High School. You know, it's I'm watching you younger guys be so talented and so great, and it, it does – it is – it kind of sucks on my – I'm just speaking from the AAU coach's side yeah. to watch you guys not 
represent where we're at. You yeah. know what I mean? That's all. And I think I would have loved to do something like that. Like even with PHPS, we tried to for so for my last AAU tournament, the the idea was because we had an eighth grade team that we played with, and it was like me, Jordan, Stude Elias King, um, Trayshawn Smooth. Like we were loaded, mm-hmm. and um, our like after we finished our last eighth grade tournament, the idea was our our very last tournament ever of AAU. We're gonna all come play together, and just kind of finish it that way. That's sick. And some of us played, some of us didn't, but um, I think an encouragement as trainers and AAU directors, I think the encouragement would be like those Compton Magic teams that these guys are going to play for, they're like, they've been established. They've been, you know, kind of doing it. So I think if you just continue to grow your brand and and get the local kids that you can, right, and the more that you produce whatever. That's what I'm trying to do. Then down the line, the kids growing up will be like, oh, yeah, I want to go play for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's usually how it goes. They're like, oh, no, I want to play. So-and-so played with Compton Magic or so-and-so played with, whatever team Lillard. So I want to go out there and play with them. But if we can build that here, which I think eventually it will, because Sacramento is growing like yeah, crazy. Sure. Um, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. And, and that's, I'm trying to be, I guess, you know, to, to use the analogy, I'm trying to be the tip of the spear. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to create that. I'm fighting that machine. Yeah. Right. I was talking to, um, I was talking to Lo about it. Shout out, man. Yeah, shout, shout out Coach Lowe. That's what I do. He told me, hold on, my bad. Yeah, no, go ahead. He told me to say, shout out Coach Lowe, man. Uh, <laughs> he taught me everything I know. <laughs> That's my big bro. <laughs> shout out, shout out shout to Lowe, man. No, he, and well, we were talking about that because, you know, obviously he was the, a, you know, he understands the AU side just as good as I do. Um, and, you know, we were talking about that, and he he tell he he's given me. We've had a lot of good one on one conversations yeah. where I've been able to talk to him, and very candidly, and and he says he says Chris, you're fighting a machine. He said that's what you're fighting. You're fighting the machine and trying to crack a grass glass ceiling. And he said, unfortunately, though, on the back end, because you're the tip of the spear, everyone else is going to come after you. Mm. Because they want to be where you're at, mm-hmm. he said. The guys that are like doing what you're doing at, at like a peak level, they're they're going to respect you. And he's talking like KP from Arsenal or or Joey from Lake Show, or he's talking to those guys who are like doing the things that I'm doing, but they're they're in their respective areas. He's mm-hmm. like, you're trying to do it in SAC, and there's so many programs. There's a lot of talented yeah. kids, but everybody wants to kind of be where you're where 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 you're trying to achieve, not where I'm at. Cause I don't, that sounds egotistical, but just where I'm, what I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And he said the difference between you. And again, these are Lowe's words, not mine. He just said the difference between you and a lot of them is you actually have the resources to do it. Mm, that's a big part. Yeah. He said, sure. you actually, you have a gym right next door. You have access to 11 courts. You have your own facility. You've created a platform you know this podcast you you have a social media presence you he's like you you have all the cornerstones in place he said but but the key is is like you know you have to win mm-hmm. not only do you have to have all that in place you have to actually go out there and beat teams yeah so my 17 you beat Jalen green elite and that was a huge win for us because again you know we're a we're a gold circuit team you know we're adidas gold you know gold teams aren't supposed to be able to beat three SB teams, especially NBA sponsor team, right? We beat them and we beat them 
you know, pretty decisively. It wasn't like it was a two-point game. We beat them by like 15, 16 points. So that was a huge win for us. And and they got great players on that team. They're coached great. So no no knock on them. We just were the better team that day. And so I think I'm getting a lot of attention. I do think Adidas is looking – my way but speaking to existence yeah well but we'll see we'll we'll see um how it happens i i guess that was just well the the last part of that what i was saying is you know how and if and is it even possible do you think again you being a a a a younger you know still kind of in that active environment player do you think sacramento basketball culture will ever really work together yeah i i think it's i think it's it's rising i think um all it will really take is just one kid like if one kid just said no to all those big shoe programs and and stayed here and was like i'm a rock out here i think Mm. like naturally people are followers no matter how people try to say oh ali ali like at the end of the day we want to at at some capacity in our lives we're followers and so if if that one kid or maybe he get him and his homeboys who's also good, like if that happens, then it, it can change quick. And I think Sac State is a big part of that as well because if if Sac State at like the brand mm-hmm. kind of, you know, ups what they got going on, which they are, shout out DP, shout out Lowe, Zep, all those guys, Coach Hayes, Tyson, um, with them turning things around over there, like with a kid like me who is from here, you know, trying to, kind of make things shake over there, I think that will really help bring sure. people back here. Because we just, the Bay Area, the reason why we go to the Bay Area is because, like, we think everything is out. We think comp is there, everything. Yeah. But, like, people don't really think, like, you, like Lowe was saying, you have facility, you have all these resources here. So, like, why would I drive an hour, half, two hours if I right. can come here, get yeah. the work in, and do the same stuff? So And on my side of it, the biggest thing that I've, the hurdle that I run into is costs. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, you know, part of the last part of what we talk about is uh, costs because people don't want to pay, right? Yeah. And and it's just the reality. They don't want to pay any money for this. And and two, because um, they they believe those platforms can act, give them access to something that I can or we can't, right? Even, even whether it's true or not, they just – they just think I, I, that's what I've run into, especially when it comes to YBA and doing this so long. Is like people have gone against us. You know, this this AAU club's been around twenty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, for an for an AAU club to be around twenty years, that's it's like unheard of. You know what I mean? So and so because of that, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot, but there's also a lot of we're the we're the Duke. We're we're Duke of. Sacramento, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we win. We 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 were structured. We we have a good infrastructure, all that stuff. But people love to hate us. Mm. You know what I mean? I and I know I catch a lot of that hate just because, again, I understand the position I'm in. Like, I'm trying to do something for the forefront of the community, and there's just going to be people that don't like the way I do things, or the way I move, or the way I talk. I, you know, I've just. I don't live my life making sure people like me. I just live my life trying to make sure I respect everybody. That's my philosophy, right? I just, it's just me and Dwayne just had, it was just we had a one-on-one conversation about trying to figure out how to bring everybody together. And, you know, Marcus talks about that all the time too, like trainers working together and coaches working together. But I just don't know if if or how it will be possible. 
you know i think you got to pick and choose those who really can do it like me and ryan have worked really good together this year mm -hmm. you know me and you mark known you yeah. a long time we've worked yeah. really good together yeah. but me and marcus like you know but yeah that's where it starts though yeah, yeah facts yeah bracy you know yeah. at rampage like those guys so they keep building yeah that's the plan i um love wanted to circle back with the last a couple things uh for one zion williams uh Man, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's another case study uh, between him and PJ Washington. Man, that that 2019 uh, draft class has uh, got got some really uh, some interesting off court issues. Uh -oh, I ain't hear this. <laughs> you didn't hear about what happened to Zion? I oh man. Zion, man! So Zion, That's uh, crazy with Zion man. is having a kid. Congratulations okay. to that. He's having a daughter, I believe, mm -hmm. and. The woman he's having it with is uh is a I'm trying to think of the right way to say it on YouTube. Uh she's an adult actress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may be a former one now, but she's a, she's an adult actress. And but she's older as well. I wanna say she's 30, 30 something. Mm. And I think Zion's twenty two. My age twenty two. Twenty two, twenty three, yeah. And um and it's similar like that with uh, uh, LaMelo. The woman he's dating is like, I think, believe 33, 34. And I think, what's LaMelo now? 20, 21, 22? Yeah, he's young too. And then and then PJ Washington, mm -hmm. uh, infamously with uh, Brittany Renner. And uh, he was 22 or 21 or 23 at the time. And she was 29, I believe. So, so there seems to be... Uh, an alleged predatory way that some of these, you know, adult actresses, OnlyFans workers, these these three oh fours are out here scouting out these young prospects in the twenty nineteen class is damn sure getting <laughs> caught in all of it. Oh, <laughs> that twenty nineteen yeah, class got scouted out really well. And so not only did Zion have his baby coming, uh, there was another adult actress who blasted him out on Twitter. That's cold. That he, <laughs> he said everything. Yeah. Like what every, they be doing. Everything. It was, it was, yeah. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> See, that's why I'm glad I don't be on Twitter. That's why I can't, I can't do Twitter. I can't do TikTok. Bro. She put do. Zion on blast. I'm about, yeah, I don't even want to say the shit that she said. Bro, I'm going to say a little yes, bit. It, it was, it was, um, put him on blast. Yeah, she was, <laughs> She said, "Like I let you spit in my mouth. I let you." <laughs> this is crazy. That's bro. enough right there, like, bro. <laughs> bro, no it was like on Twitter. All, it's all over it. Twitter. ESPN Damn. talking about Gilbert yeah. Arenas talking about it, bro. And Gilbert, you know he no chill, Gil man. He gonna he gonna speak his yeah. mind, but it's like, yo, what what's going on with these kids? Like, and I mean, like I said, they're only a few years younger than you. It's like I don't look look man. Look, it look, sound look. like they live a life. Yeah. Know. This is what I think. I think first of all, teach his own. Yes. Like <laughs> if that that's not how I get down <laughs> yeah. and how but I mean, I think that even going back like men have always like old white yeah, rich yeah, yeah, men yeah, yeah, yeah. have always kind of got the you know the right model younger women um and i think yeah. that's been happening i just think now with social media i i don't think that this is a new thing no i think now with social well, media see, 
everything's broadcast. No, and I agree with you. Let, let's let's keep it a buck, man. Let's keep because I, I even did a fucking old podcast talking about this. Like like professional athletes, fuck. Like they 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 can they have that. Professional athletes have access to women all over the world. Levels of hot women that we'll never truly know about which is fine it's just an unspoken thing we all know is true pro athletes boxers mma fighters like they they get that we know that period <laughs> like you know, let's just you know you if y'all watching if you listening you know what i'm talking about so i'm not going to get into super elaborate detail but you know how athletes can get down i've i've kicked it with many sacramento kings back in the day and like we know that professional athletes get attention Right. We'll call it that. They get attention. Um, what what's become? Well, what's uh, this new trend, though, of like basically older women pursuing these younger guys, you know, men basically ashamed for this all the time. You know, they'd be like, oh, you you know, you, you hear about like the age, age gap dating. Right. You hear about, you know, um, generally speaking. By the way, uh, uh, men are usually older than their wives. You know what I mean? That's just usually no. That's usually normal, um, because typically women like older guys, right? But you know, there's this like shaming culture of like if you're if you're a 30 year old guy dating a 22 year old girl, right? You know, they're like, oh, that's ugly. That's pedophilia. Blah 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 blah. You know, that's that's grape. Like you know, whatever, right? But now. No one speaks on the reverse of this. That's my thing. I'm looking at that reflection of like, you have these older women, very attractive women, by the way, not going to sit here and act like they don't look good because they do, but they're actively pursuing young, younger men like this because the reality is this, me being 40, you being 20, I know you're not 20, but I'm just saying like, I have more life experience than you. I have more knowledge in the way the world works than you, period. You know what I mean? Right, wrong, or indifferent. So does it, isn't this kind of predatory with these older, more mature women going after these younger guys? I mean, it's tough. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, this is a tough subject, but I, I'm sorry. It's, it's hard just, to judge. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like, I mean, you know, if you love somebody, you love somebody, age don't really mean anything. Again, I, I think because of this, like what Zach was saying, because of social media, you know, and how anything can be a meme or how how a lot of things that we feel that may be non-traditional that have been going on forever yes. are now just out there They're being really exposed. daily. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, uh, and yes, there's and especially with that thing we were just listening to, you know what I'm saying, like, People got a lot of different agendas, bad and good. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. It, it, it can go both ways. I don't want to say that if somebody's older that they can't be with somebody younger. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there's levels, of course. Yes, right, you know, right, but, of course. You know, there's legal and illegal. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. but, <laughs> from a st- but from a standpoint which we're talking about being predatory from a standpoint of, okay, well, I'm going to try to use my social media presence and my physical to reach out to this million dollar NBA player and see if he takes the bait. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like especially if they have bad intentions. So so yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh it's a different world that we live in. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. And I just, you know, I I speak on it because I don't think 
it's it's spoken on at all. You know, we'll talk about men, you know, seeking out younger women all day, like the the whole Leonardo DiCaprio uh, debate that they have. Have you ever heard of that one? So what happened here? So not nothing happened, but what they started. I'm surprised y'all hear about this. So, you know, Leonardo's like 40-something years old now, right? If they actually grafted his dating pattern. Oh, shit. When women turn 25, he breaks up with them. Oh, shit. What? He's done that for about the last 15 years. That's funny. When a woman turns 25, he ends the relationship. Oh. And, but, and, but then, of course, the debate was like, because they're trying to say, well, Leonardo... DiCaprio's, you know, that's that's based in, you know, uh, uh, pedophilia and all this stuff. Like, he just likes younger. It's like, no, he likes younger girls than him, obviously, but they're still adults. Yeah, that's what I was You know what I mean? They're still, like, he's not meeting them. He typically, generally meets them when they're, like, 21, 22, 21, and they date them because he's never been married. Sounds like uh, a fetish or something. Yeah, you know, know but he's he likes but going on. But... But I'm just saying, but to be fair, typically older men do like younger women, but uh, we're not speaking on the fact that older women are actively pursuing younger, naive men. Because I'm going to be real, Zion Williams seems kind of like a naive kid in life. Like, yeah, he's a great superstar athlete, but have you seen him in interviews and stuff? Like, he just seems naive. He just seems like, you know. He's a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? He he don't. Nah, he's a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? He doesn't seem like someone who's really picking up on okay this this chick trying to get over on i always say this everybody you know i'm a get i'm a big kobe fan so i'll see videos of kobe at 19 yeah acting the way he acts you know and of course everybody don't have that mentality or that mindset where at that young of an age their focus is just basketball and with the world that we live in with social media like like i said even you know like i saw like tyler hero's baby mama you know is is a is an instagram yeah, model, yeah, yeah, Instagram model. You yep. know, and he got her right when he got drafted, you know. And <laughs> who knows, you know, see, they, it looks like they in love. But like I said, man, you can get access to anybody now. I mean, you yeah, well, like, like Paul George, remember, he um he ended up marrying his uh yeah. his, his baby yeah. mama. But at first, you know, it was, a, it was a stripper that got pregnant by him. And yeah. he was like telling her to get, um, uh, crazy. yeah, you know, he was telling her to get rid of it and all this stuff. Now he's with her. And I'm guessing they're happily married. So I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a different world we live in, here, bro. Uh, uh, as a uh, future would say, uh, uh, she's for the streets. I should get that. I should, I should get that as a soundbite. <laughs> I should. I should get that as a soundbite. <laughs> I gotta put that one on That's there. Funny. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> last thing I wanted to talk about was um, uh, trainers, coaches, uh, um, getting paid. Uh, it seems that parents seem to have an issue with that more and more nowadays. I actually had a parent DM me um, <laughs> about, well, first, let me back up. So um, it's when Matt, and shout out to Matt, uh, announced me becoming uh, the JV coach at Sac High. Oh, yeah, congrats. Um, That's good. Thank you, man. I appreciate okay. that. I do appreciate it. Um, Damn, okay, me, okay. A lot of people think me and Matt are going to make uh, – Pretty good That's team. I like um, that. I don't uh, know him, but yeah, I like no, him. Yeah, no, he's a good dude. Um, he was a great guest on the show, too. Um, and he wants me to be the head JV coach and his assistant on varsity. Wow. And uh, overall, we both got a lot of 
positive feedback. People think it's going to be great. Um, he did tell me, you know, some people had negative things to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of he was like, yeah, a few people were, you know, saying some stuff. And um, uh, w- uh, one of uh, his players' parent DM'd me. Um, this kid come to came to try out for my team, like kind of last second. Uh, when we were about to do a live period event and uh, I, you know, I told him, you know, I, I had a player that was injured. So I said, yeah, I think he's, he's solid. He can come, you know, do the event. And so I t- then told the parent the cost. I said, you know, for him to play this weekend, it, it, w- it would cost 150. Um, and he would, you know, then the parent was like, one, you know, one 150. Why do I have to pay 150? I was like, um, because the tournament's not free. Um, everybody pays to do the tournament. He then was like, well, where, you know, you know, where's my money going? So I broke it down, explained it to him. I said, okay, well, $122 goes towards the tournament and, uh, the remaining 28 goes towards, uh, coaches, gas and stipends. Simple as that. Um, he then backed out and was like, nah, I ain't doing it. We, We ain't doing it. Okay. No problem. Fast forward. Then now Sakai, he DMs uh, me uh, saying he hopes um, I'm doing this for the kids and not to lace my pockets. And mm. I then message him. I go, well, excuse me? Like, you know, what do you mean? Uh, he said, you you know, you took an opportunity away from my son for $28 that you were getting from, uh, that you were getting anyway from other parents on the team and you were going there anyway. And I said, well, you know, not to get into too much detail, but I just basically said, well, this is my business model. If you don't agree with my business model, there's a lot of other AAU programs out there that you can choose. But AAU basketball isn't free. And I think he is a symptom of a lot deeper rooted issue that there's this conception that basketball is cheap for one, and it's not. And two, that because a player hits a certain level of talent, that therefore the trainer or coach should not be compensated for their work. Like I, like, again, I, my sixth grade team, like I just saw talking Mark about, and just kind of told you Zach, my sixth grade team is now considered one of the top sixth grade teams in the nation. And, and yes, I'm going to definitely say shots fired to you other teams out there. My sixth grade team is a true sixth grade team. Ah! He said shot. True sixth grade team. <laughs> we are not a whole bag. Let me get my. Where Got is the that shots. Side? I know. Let me, I have a, where's my sound effect? Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, let's make that very clear. My, my sixth grade team is not a whole bag team. They are actually true 12 year olds. I have my birth certificate, AU cards, and report cards on deck if any of them want to find out and challenge themselves. I challenge you guys when I go to Ohio to show me yours, right? <laughs> but knowing they won't. So, my thing is, though, even though this sixth grade team is now considered one of the top in the nation, number one in Northern California, blah, 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 their parents don't then come to me and say, well, you should pay us for you to coach them. Like, it's just a privilege for you to coach them. No, they still have to pay the, the the registration fees. They still have to pay for the coaches' travel. They still have to pay. This is, again, a sixth-grade team that's in the, one of the top 16 in the nation, and they understand that. So I just don't get where parents and people come off with this um, misconception that basketball doesn't need to be paid for. 
Because when you walk in a in a tournament at Harwood, the officials are getting paid. The scorekeepers are getting paid to keep the lights on cost money. People don't want to know what the smud bill is in, is in these buildings. <laughs> they don't want to know what the electric bill is in these buildings. The janitor that cleans up after everybody leaves all their fucking bottles and leaves the bathrooms destroyed needs to be paid. Shout so, out to the janitor. Yeah, right? Shout Sorry. out to them big time. So where do where do they think this money comes from? You know? So I know, Mark, you mainly on the training side of it, but I'm just curious, mm-hmm. you know, your thoughts or if you got anything to say. I know I'm on a rant on this, but it pisses me off. Like, No, for sure. People, I believe coaches and trainers, I believe they deserve to get paid. That's just my opinion. Um, it took me a while. Like when I first started training, um, like I said, I was doing a, what, what I was doing with, with passion, you know, didn't really care. Um, but as I, you know, I'm five, six years into it. And there's something, I shout out to Marcus again. He used to, <laughs> he used to always tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to know your worth. You got to get paid. Nothing is for free. You know, and like I said, I was, especially in the area that I'm from, I kind of understood, you know, like I'm not training in Roseville. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to help a lot of kids, you know, just with their situation. But as I've grown and gotten better and put in the hours to do what I'm doing now, um, like I understand now, you know what I'm saying? And I know my worth and I actually feel like I'm, I can grow into uh, what I'm doing. So that means that the things that I do on the daily, like I should be compensated for it because I'm yeah. putting, so I have a family, I have kids, Yeah, you know, I do this full time. So, um, I, 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 like I said, like hearing that story, you know, it makes me mad, but I also, I've learned just to be like, it's not meant to be. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm exactly. And I, and I handled it professionally. Yeah. You know, I just said, this yeah. is my business model. You don't yeah. agree with it. There's yeah. other options out there. That's right? crazy, man. That's I'm, I'm with you though with that. Like, yeah. definitely got to get paid, man. We love what we do. So yeah, put yeah. a lot of time into it. And what, what about you, Zach? I mean, you, you're someone in the heart of this and going to train is still and working towards your, your, you know, your potential professional career. What, what do you think of all this? Yeah, I think, um, I think it is a big deal. I think personally growing up, like I didn't know that you pay for training. Like, cause you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we ain't really go to training. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and it wasn't like we had the money to train like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like registration fees for the tournaments and all that, we would pay that. Like, because it was a part of, like, that just came with it, yep. right? And I think a lot of parents don't really think about, like, the outside of, like, what this coach, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not your, you you work at UPS, right? Yeah, I work at UPS. Yeah, that's so my job. clearly you're not trying to get rich off of coaching. Like, <laughs> that's what I tell people. That people have this misconception that YBA is rich, and I'm like, no, yeah. we're not. <laughs> it's a nonprofit. But shout out to Marcus, like you were saying, Marcus yeah. was the first person to really teach me that. Um, and Marcus was somebody he, I mean, never really tra- uh, charged me for training, which I appreciate, mm-hmm. but because um, I didn't have it. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, when I was able to pay, like I would pay whatever, uh, I'll give him some money, I'll buy him food and stuff. Um, that's my bro. But yeah. shout out to him for being the first person to actually like put money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like. I was broke, obviously, college student, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't know anything, mm-hmm. um, didn't want to, I tried to get a job in the summer, it was terrible, <laughs> um, and so Marcus was like, how about you train, yeah. and I'm like, cool, like, there's other, some, some other guys who were like, oh, yeah, you can train under me, whatever, I'm like, cool, I'll do that, but then Marcus was like, nah, bro, like, you can just use Strava with others, and 
be your own trainer. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can make your own prices and stuff. And so he kind of walked me through that. So I'm eternally grateful for Marcus. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a good dude. Like yeah, absolutely. As crazy as he is, he, yeah. he, he, he a good dude. I appreciate that. But man, stop the cap. Him, <laughs> Marcus, a jackass. What you talking about? No, nah, that's my guy, man. I love him to death. That's little bro. No, no, I totally agree with you. Like, um, no, and that and that speaks on like yes, there are those relationships, um, that you build, and and of course, even me i try to work with everybody's financial situation if you can't pay me necessarily in money maybe we could figure trading something out or you know if i if i run across a kid like again like um the kid jordan who you guys met earlier he has four brothers so um jess and john have four kids all four of those kids are in this aau club so of course we're gonna throw them a discount they have four kids in our aau club you know what i mean they have a fifth grade a sixth grade and uh, uh two sophomores so it's like yeah, let's help them out. You know yeah. what I mean? Because because they're 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 helping our club because their yeah. kids are actually good kids. They work hard, good basketball players. You know what I mean? So you you pick and choose those moments, but it, you know when the people just basically try to lie or nickel and dime you, or you know yeah. they they'll pay one trainer, but then they'll come to you and don't want to pay you or try to get a discount. It, I don't know. And another thing to go on with that, like I feel like basketball specifically is not there is like it can't be equal it can't be fair like so if as a coach if y'all are coaching trainer if y'all want to train this kid for free like that's y'all it's y'all business y'all can do that parents need to understand that like you know what i'm saying like y'all y'all it's y'all business yeah like you said if you don't want to rock with it that's cool business model. tons of them yeah but for what y'all do and yeah. shout out to y'all, man. Respect to what y'all do because y'all produce. Um, it shouldn't be a issue. It should just be like, okay, cool. Like, if I yeah. want to work with you, I want to work with you, period. Yeah. Right. I'll figure it out. We'll we'll make it work. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's just it. You know, just in basketball is the only place I kind of seen it become like that or be like that because, you know, I don't see this in volleyball. I don't see this in baseball. I don't Soccer. see this in soccer or tennis or you know, and they get uh, paid. Yeah, <laughs> they, they get. They you just gotta pay for those. You sports. just pay the money. <laughs> it's just here. It's, it's AAU, the cause. man. It's AAU. Yeah, and of course there are those. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, there's those out who are using AAU to try to get rich or, you know, live a certain lifestyle and stuff. Yeah. I, I say I tell parents and kids use discernment. Like use use some common sense. I know common sense ain't common nowadays, but just use some <laughs> use some Facts. common sense. You know what I mean? Like if if the the AU director's pulling up in a Tesla and you're like, Do you have a job? No, I don't got a job. Like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe this guy might be doing some a <laughs> couple different things than using the AU money. But, you know, I, I in my experience, most coaches trainers it's a labor of love you know we do it because we love the game we're obsessed yep. with the game and yep. and we enjoy what we do like i said if, if i could quit ups and actually sleep and <laughs> not have to do this i would love to do that but you know nah, it's just not not uh something i'm with i but i just i'm on the i just have i just have a firm standpoint that um I believe people need to be compensated for their work. hundred percent. Period. And and even though it's a labor of love, even though we love coaching, we love training, people need to be paid. <laughs> you know. I'm gonna re- repost this down by it. 
<laughs> Please do. You know, that, yeah, I'm a child. Well, knowing Joe, he'll chop a lot of this up and make some good shorts out of it. No, um, yeah, and it, that, that, I think that was my last thing. Just, you know, um, understanding that th- these people are dedicating their time. I'm more uh, speaking and reflecting on that. Let me hold on. Let me set my set my tone right. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> but no, I want I want people to know, um, you know, trainers, coaches, um, anyone that's dedicating their time to these kids is doing a service that that you guys really need to take into account and appreciate. Because like Mark said, he has a family. I have kids like I'm flying across the country, pulling time away from those things in order to to help someone else achieve their dream and goal and i think sometimes it's a little ignored so so parents as i've said before in in this segment of the show um if it's not a good fit in terms of you don't like the costs you don't like um the way those things balance out just move on just go to where it's free i think you know most rec leagues are pretty cheap uh like like you said cybl i think pretty cheap salvation army there you get what you pay for basically and for you kids out there who are looking for people to help you out and you might not have the money you might not have the means um talk advocate for yourself talk to trainers if they see the potential if they see the potential in you most of the time we try to work with you we try to help you like i said i got kids here um come from some pretty tough backgrounds i just tell their families Hey, if you can get to the gym, you can get to practice. Don't worry about the cost. You know what I mean? But open your mouth. Don't assume just because you're really good, we just going to cover and take care of you. So, you know. Closed mouth don't get fed. Exactly. So, with all that being said. Yes, sir. I think we had a really good show. And if you listened all the way through to the end, you're a real one. I appreciate you. Um, if you listen to it little by little by little and you made it to the end, still appreciate you. Um, Zach, do you have any shout outs you want to give out right now? Shout out my fiance. Uh, <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> she's tight. She's in law school right now. Shout out to her. Shout out to Sac State, all the coaches over there. Um, shout out to my mentor, Charvis. Um, all my family, my brothers, everybody, parents, Grammy. Shout out to all y'all, man. All right, perfect. And then um, our next episode uh, we're going to have coming up pretty quick. It's going to have um, Frank from One Vision and uh, two-time Olympian, uh, former WNBA player, Ruthie Bolton. So I'm looking forward to having her on the show. I think they just did a, a Netflix documentary or some some documentary they were talking about the women's team um uh so that's gonna be really cool to check out and talk about obviously her perspective on uh women's basketball and where it's at i'm looking forward to talking to her about shout out coach brandon uh keep doing the content you do brother man i know i know we talk and and you're doing great stuff being speaking out there i'm supposed to also have um coach from san jose state um uh Danny Danny Hendricks Damani 
Damani. Damani, sorry. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Damani. Uh, he's going to um, either do the show or he's going to do my IG live. So he, he'll, he'll be cool to talk to. Me and him have had a lot of good conversation. And shout out to all my YBA kids and, and all you guys um, who've been supporting and listening and, and supporting the cause. Marcus, you have any no, man, shout outs, anything? Uh, appreciate you, Zach, man. Good luck, man. Good luck for your future, man. Thank you. Shout out to y'all too For having me I really do appreciate it <laughs> No man Thanks for coming man um, You know Again Hit that like Hit that subscribe uh, Check us out um, uh, Check out I uh, got the IGs On the link In the description uh, Check us out Feel free to reach out Anytime If you have any questions And uh, we are out <laughs> <laughs>